0: We're going to begin a brand new series, and it's called Christmas at the Movies. Wow! Did I just say Christmas? Wow! Can we can it can it already be December? How in the world did that that happen? And, and yes, Christmas and what it represents deserves an entire month of focus. Would you agree? Well, today's movie that we're going to focus on is How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Now, I've got a confession to make this morning, and that is, before we decided to do this series, I had never watched this movie. And and, and let me tell you that I was a little bit Grinchy (laughs) about having to watch it, because I'm not a big fan of uh of animation. So I was a little bit grinchy about it. I have not better watch this so I'll know a little bit about the movie if I'm going to, you know, use some of that in the message. But I will uh, uh say that it was actually a pretty good movie. It really was. Now, now for those of you who are being grinchy uh about us being, uh, basing a sermon series on Christmas movies how dare they do that and you're being real grinchy about it. Well, for you uh Let me remind you that the greatest preacher slash teacher of all time, yes, Jesus Christ himself started every single one of his lessons or sermons with a parable. And what is a parable? It's a fabricated story, a made up story with the purpose of illustrating a point, and that's how Jesus preached, and that's how Jesus taught. And so we're in good company this morning, so just take a chill pill, please. <laughs> Mark chapter 4, verse 34 tells us it says, In fact, in his public ministry, Jesus never taught without using parables. But afterwards, when he was alone with his disciples, he explained everything. To them. Jesus was a master storyteller. Now, I want us to begin today by reading the Christmas story. How many think that's a good idea? Amen. So let's look at Luke chapter 2 and begin reading with verse number 1. It says that it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered, You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Look at verse number 10 again this morning. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. Wow. Listen, this is what what Christmas should be all about. Good tidings of great joy. The birth of Jesus, our Savior, brought, brought much joy into the world. And listen, friend, if Jesus is our Savior, then we, we should be joy-filled saints. And yet, if I were totally honest with you this morning, it's not the case with far too many. In fact, some are Grinches. Uh-oh. Now, the definition of this word Grinch is a person who is mean-spirited. Some synonyms of this word are killjoy, drag, party pooper, wet blanket, pessimist, sourpuss, fuddy-duddy. Who in the world would want to be known as a Grinch? A Grinch, friend, would be a liability to Christianity and certainly not an asset. Some attributes of a Grinch are they hate what others love. They love to rain on other people's parade. They can see the worst in the best. They're not happy, so they don't want anyone else to be happy. They criticize and complain about everything. Do you know any Grinches? (laughs) Have you? ever been Grinchy? Well, today I'm going to ask, and then I'm going to endeavor to answer three questions about our subject today. And the first question I have is this, and that is, what could cause someone to become a Grinch? What could cause it? Here's what I've learned from my few years of living, and that is, there's a reason for everything. There's a reason for everything. Now, we may or may not know what that particular reason is. We may or may not understand. We may or may not agree with the reason, but there is a reason. Things don't just happen. And people don't just, re, don't just act and react without a reason. Now, they may not be acting or reacting correctly or properly or in a healthy manner, but but there there is a reason, there is a cause behind their actions. And friend, it will help you to not be so judgmental and pharisaical if you will learn the fact that there's a reason why they're acting that way. There's a reason why they are responding like that. We may not know what it is, but there's a reason for it. Because everyone has a story. That's true. Everybody's got a story, and there are parts to everyone's story that other people simply do not know about. That's right. That's right. And listen, if we knew the whole story, we might have a different opinion. Right. And we might understand. My first question is, what, what, what could cause someone to become a Grinch? And listen, listen, if a person is a Grinch about Christmas, they're probably a Grinch about other things too, because the truth of the matter is Grinches tend to be, they tend to be Grinchy, right? (laughs) So let me, let me suggest three causes this morning. Perhaps it's one of these three causes why someone becomes a Grinch. First of all, it might be their past, might be their past. I don't know, perhaps this time of the year triggers some negative emotions from your past. See, not everyone experiences a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Not every child enjoys a huge Christmas dinner and and a mountain of presents. Not every child experiences the so-called perfect American family with, with two loving parents and some congenial siblings. I don't know, perhaps, maybe, as a child, you felt, you felt cheated at Christmas time. You saw what everybody else was experiencing, but, but you were experiencing the exact opposite. See, a person's past can cause them to become grinchy. If you want to read about grinchy, grinchiness in the Bible, just, just read the story of the children of Israel. <laughs> they, they found something to be grinchy about in their past, in their present, and even in their future. Just read Exodus chapters number five and number six, and, and in those chapters, and they'll just give you a glimpse of their grinchiness. What could cause someone to become a Grinch? Well, well, how about pressure? Pressure. In 1 Kings chapter 19, we find God's lion-hearted prophet, God's man of faith and power for the hour, God's prophet Elijah being a little bit Grinchy. And what was the cause of it? Why, why was this man of God, why was this powerful prophet, why, what was the cause of his Grinchiness? Pressure. See, he had just had a showdown on Mount Carmel against 850 of, of King Ahab's false prophets. One against 850. He'd also just had an intense prayer meeting where his faith and his alone stopped a three and a half year Drought. And then he had also just received a a life-threatening email from Queen, the Queen herself. See, he just had too much, too close together. Have you ever been there? Just too much, too close together. See, Americans today live in a pressure cooker environment. Nothing is ever enough. Everything's got to be bigger and better. I mean, I mean, you go before your boss and you bring this incredible number, the biggest number that you've ever brought to your boss before, and he takes a look at it and says, "That's good, but you could do better. He says, that's good, but, but but now this is your new number. Everything in America, it's a pressure cooker. Everything's got to be bigger and better. It's got to be new and improved. Man, we got to get it done faster today than we got it done yesterday. Somebody described modern American lifestyle in three words, hurry, worry, and bury. And if every day pressure isn't enough, it intensifies at Christmas time. What could cost someone to become a Grinch? Well, it could be their past. It could be pressure. And how about people? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People. Yeah. People can either be a blessing or they can be a burden, right? They, they can either, either lift you up or they can pull you down. And all of us have, have both types in our lives, don't we? Moses sure did. <laughs> he, he had incredible people in his life like Aaron and Hur that, that, that stood beside him and held up his weary hands. He had those, he had those people that would, would hold him up but he also had a multitude of people who consistently moaned and groaned and complained to him and about him. Wow. Yeah, right. No wonder Moses got a little bit grinchy yeah. at times. Exodus chapter 14, verse 10 through 12 says, the people said to Moses, why did you bring us out here to die in this wilderness? Why did you make us leave Egypt? Egypt. Why have you done this to us? We would have been better off to be slaves in Egypt than to become corpses in this wilderness. Really? Just think about all that Moses had done for these people. He, he risked his very life to go before Pharaoh for the people. He counseled them daily. He listened to their gripes. He listened to them moan and groan and complain day after day after day. He led them and he fed them. But whatever he did for them was never enough. They were constantly grinchy toward him. People. People. All right, we've talked a little bit about some of the causes of becoming a Grinch. The second question that I want to ask and endeavor to answer is this, and that is, what are, some of the, what are some of the consequences of being a Grinch? Well, again, let me suggest three. The first one is isolation. Isolation. Back to Elijah. When he went from being powerful to being pitiful in 1 Kings chapter 19... He found himself all alone. I mean, who wants to hang out with a Grinch, right? And actually, Elijah didn't want anyone around. Read the story. In verse 3, it says that Elijah ditched his servant. That he did not allow his servant to go with him into the wilderness. Why? Why did he not take him into the wilderness with him? Well, perhaps he knew that his servant might call him out for his grinchiness. And give him all of the reasons why he shouldn't be reacting the way he was. His servant could have said to Elijah, really man? (laughs) Have you forgotten about shutting the heavens for three and a half years at your command? Have you forgot about your being sustained at the Brook Cherith, and then, uh, at the, the widows, from the widow of Zarephath? Have you forgot about that? Have you forgot about standing before 850 prophets and winning the battle? Have you forgot about, about climbing up the mountain and crying out to God and, and, and that, and the rain coming when there'd been a drought for three, three and a half years? Elijah knew he had no right to be a Grinch. And he knew that if he brought his servant with him into the wilderness, his servant just might call him out for his Grinchiness and give him all the reasons why he should not be reacting the way that he was. See, sometimes people pull away from a Grinch and sometimes a Grinch pulls away from people. But either way, one of the consequences of being a Grinch is isolation. Isolation. Another consequence is, is inaccurate perception. See, grinchiness distorts our vision. Right. Yes. See, we no longer see things as they actually are. Yeah. Elijah experienced this. Notice what he says in verse 10 of first Kings chapter 19. He's talking to God and he says to God, the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you and killed all your prophets. And I am the only one left. But was that true? was God's response to Elijah we find that in verse number 18 where God said to Elijah in response he says hey hey man I have 7,000 in Israel that have not broken their covenant they have not bowed their knee to Baal you think you're the lone ranger I got 7,000 oh there's quite a bit of difference between one and 7,000 See, when we get grinchy, our perception gets altered. Let me ask you this morning are you sure that your situation is as bleak as you're perceiving it to be? I'm not trying to downlo- uh, downplay your problem, your situation, your circumstance. But are you sure that your situation is as bleak as you are perceiving it to be? Or has your Grinchiness caused your vision to become distorted? What are some of the consequences of becoming a Grinch besides isolation and inaccurate perception? How about improper responses? Grinchiness sure did a number on Elijah. Just take a look at him before chapter 19. He he wasn't afraid of anyone. He wasn't afraid of anything. He stood up to the king. He stood up to 850 prophets. He fearlessly declared a drought of three and a half years, then later prophesied a deluge of rain in the very midst of the drought. But in chapter 19, everything changes. He responds in fear. He responds with self pity. He responds with pessimism. Oh, the consequences of being a Grinch. All right, we've asked and endeavored to answer the first two of my three questions today. What could cause someone to become a Grinch? And what are some of the consequences of becoming a Grinch? My third and final question uh, I want to endeavor to answer is this, and that is, what could cure a Grinch? Well, when it comes to Christmas, the answer would be to, to have a proper understanding of the season a proper understanding of the season. See, if we get all caught up in the the commercialization of Christmas, if all the trappings of Christmas become our focus, we could easily find ourselves joining the ranks of the Grinches. Let's face it, this morning, Christmas has become big business. Society has repackaged Christmas and has taken the focus off of the Christ of Christmas. In fact, in society, most people won't even say Merry Christmas anymore. They're afraid it might offend someone. Bless your heart. So they say Happy Holidays. When a retailer or someone says happy holidays to me, I say Merry Christmas. And when they actually do say Merry Christmas, I, I always stop and I say thank you for saying that. Oh, in order for us to cure our grinchiness, especially concerning Christmas, we're going to need a proper understanding of the season. Hear me this morning it's not about a holiday in Holly. It's not about Santa and snow. It's not about presents and parties. It's, It's not about tinsel and toys. It's about the most important birth in the history of man. Matthew chapter one verse 20 and 21 says, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. We never forget that Jesus, you'll hear it a million times, Jesus is the reason yes. Amen. for the season. Amen. But not only will we, be, will we need a proper understanding of the season in order to cure us of our grinchiness, but we will also need a, a personal relationship with the star yes. of the season see it 's impossible to fully appreciate the season without having a a personal relationship with the star of the season and i 'll let you in on a little secret it 's not Santa Claus. One of my favorite verses it's, it's it's one of my life verses it's John 10 and 10 I, I love how the amplified version renders it Jesus said I came that you might have and enjoy life oh have it in abundance have it to the full have it until it overflows it's not enough friend to know about God we must get to know him personally And we do that through his son, Jesus Christ. Do you know him? Do you know him? Or do you just know about him? And there's a huge difference. You see, people who who only know about him practice religion. People who truly know him participate in a relationship. Friend, don't allow the Grinches in this world to steal your Christmas. A personal relationship with the Christ of Christmas will help keep you from it. Amen. Amen. The takeaway for the message this morning is simply this. Even a Grinch cannot steal the gift that God has given Father, I thank you again today for your incredible, incredible word. Oh, I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful today for the greatest gift that has ever been given when you, Father, gave your one and your only Son. And thank you, dear Jesus, that you were in the form of God. You were God, but you emptied yourself of your God privileges. You took upon the form of human flesh. You came in the form of a baby. But I'm so grateful and thankful even though we celebrate your birth at Christmas, but I'm so grateful that that you as a baby, you grew up (laughs) and you became a man. You became our Savior. We thank you for it today.